The Dugout CEO Podcast is on the air. I'm Phil Van Horn, baseball lifer and fan of the Dugout CEO. Each week, Casey Cavell goes around the horn with baseball superstars, Hall of Fame coaches, and business leaders who've used baseball experience to win the game of life. Now batting, Casey Cavell. Welcome to the Dugout CEO Podcast. Excited about our guest today, Brett Carroll. Drafted in 2004 by the Florida Marlins, he made his major league debut in 2007 and played for 11 years, six of those in the major leagues. His first MLB home run was off the big unit, Randy Johnson, and Brett's desire and passion is to help develop and impact the next generation of student athletes by making a difference in their lives both on and off the field. Brett is married to his wife, Heather, and has two daughters, Bailey and Georgia. Brett, welcome to the Dugout CEO podcast. Casey, good to be on here, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Fired up to have you. I think we met years ago. I believe you were just transitioning out of being a player into what's next, and it's just super cool to see your journey and what you have accomplished since. So maybe uh, tell Dugout Nation a little bit about you as a as a player and a baseball guy to start. <laughs> Well, we won't speak too long on the player side of things. Uh, no, it was, um, yeah, I, from Knoxville, Tennessee, played my high school baseball at Bearden High School, played college baseball at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, after my third year there, I was drafted by what used to be the Florida Marlins and then kind of started a journey in pro ball for the next 11 years. Um, played for a handful of different teams. I uh, got to play for Team USA. Baseball really took me all over the world. Um, played some winter ball. Um and kind of was up and down the big leagues from 2007 to 2000, um, in my last year there, 2012. So fourth outfitter, up and down, uh, spot start, um, taught me a lot about different angles of the game. And um, yeah, but quite the journey, just obviously all the relationships you meet and be in different clubhouses, different cities. I mean, it was such, such a journey, but gosh, it went by quick. It's like I was a joke that you, it's like living like Benjamin Button, right? It's kind of everything backwards. Like you experience a lot of like, whoa, this is in your 20s. And and then into my 30s, I was, my last year, I think I was 31 or 32. 2014 was my last year. So uh, married, I got two little girls, eight and seven, um, which was a great timing of transition that allowed me to be a little bit more of a, father and what I'm kind of doing now. Let's talk about the baseball stuff. I was watching the Braves play the other day and I think it was uh, Grissom, their uh, shortstop. He played mm -hmm. in the big leagues on Saturday night. And then my wife had a event for the Gwinnett Stripers on Sunday and we get there at noon and he's playing for the Stripers at noon and he was playing in the big leagues Saturday night. You Crazy. kind of had that journey yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. What is, what is that like? I mean, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, I don't know if you ever get used to it fully. I mean, um, when I got called up in 2007, I was drafted in 2004. I was not necessarily a fast track prospect guy. Um, but um, I think I started to become a little bit on the organization's radar after a year or two. Um, but really just kind of smoke doors open that I couldn't have really opened. I just happened to be, was in the right spot. And um, But I got called up pretty quick. And, and if I'm honest, I wasn't fully ready for for that type stage at that moment but you're like okay let's go you know as a competitor you're like bring it on but just all the the newness of that and being it I mean you're living walking out your dream you know um but I remember after the first couple of weeks up did okay kind of scuffed a little bit which is kind of normal your first time up I remember 
them having to get a pitcher to come up. So my spot was on, you know, was up because of having options on the 40 man. And I got sent down. I'll never forget that first time. Like they all left to go fly out and I'm stayed there for, I had to stay there for the other night. And I thought, man, I mean, I remember, man, I just missed my shot. Right. Cause you hear all the stories, right? You get one shot. And if you miss that opportunity, you may never get it again. So I thought, man, I may never get this again. So you start to, I mean, you start to really wrestle with a lot of different emotions and um, uncontrollables, but uh, thankfully I got back up at the end of that year. And, uh, but I can definitely relate. I mean, sitting on the bench and watching a starter go for a certain amount of pitches that you realize, okay, we're going to be thin on pitching. And I didn't even get a chance to perform, you know, earn your way on. Right. I mean, you hear that all the time in the, in the world. Right. I mean, like, um, and not this isn't this is discredit to pitching it our pitchers. It was just like we had one particular starter that could he would I mean a fabulous starter just would throw a lot of I mean every count was three two, you know, it was all so I remember sitting there, it's happened at least two or three times where I'm like, I'm looking to my left, looking to my right, and I've got Aaron Boone and Wes Helms and those guys ain't going down to the minor leagues, you know, like you're looking out around and you're like, okay, I'm the, I'm the 24 year old that is, uh, it's, I'm going to go down again. So that those are hard, right? When I mean, you're just like, man, you don't even have a chance to do it to change somebody's mind. Just, it's just a business decision. So just learning the, the business side of things and trying to remove it from such personal, right. Is, is an adjustment period for sure. How do you do that now as a business owner, you know, you're not always in control of everything that happens and sure. in that you're in control of a few things, but not everything. How were sure. you able to ride the wave of the ups and the downs? That's a great question. And honestly, I'm still learning that. I feel like I've got a better grasp on it now than I did 2016. Just understanding kind of the culture of youth sports, culture, culture, travel ball, how college game has changed now. I mean, we've in 2020, we, we launched a postgraduate program that's been it's been amazing uh, to be a part of, but um, in regards to the youth and everything, like I remember really an aim was not to be, feel so transactional. And I'm all, that was my own personal kind of junk you're bringing into where you experience so much of that in professional baseball, right? Which is normal. That's, that's the, that's the world we live in. I mean, you, especially in sports, you perform, you get rewards. If you don't, opportunities get lost. So um, just wanting to try to more, because of a that kind of parlayed into travel ball it was like oh we got to get rid of this kid this kid this kid and he's like well one second he hadn't got any puberty yet I mean he hadn't even we don't even know what he's gonna look like right now yeah there's some early kids on that maybe this is a little bit above them or maybe they play a little lower, lesser speed but um so I think early on that kind of I wasn't out just to have these world beating teams and that could just dominate all the time for my own ego it wasn't about that it's about okay how do we invest kind of these? give them a healthier perspective of the game character mentorship and all that but um you know sometimes that kind of bites you too because i mean you don't i mean you want your kids to you want your teams to be competitive you want them to give their best you definitely want to acquire talented kids that really want it but it's there's a there's a rub there no doubt i mean just transactional versus kind of the transformational you know there's and there's two tensions there that are you're constantly kind of living in trying to make best decisions with your coaches and myself included so because transactional might be, all right, wins and losses. Sure. Well, not even just that. It's just like, you know, game changers now entered the in the into the youth, right? So which is always completely skewed and subjective. Either I mean, who's scoring the game and but if you're like, oh Johnny's Johnny's hitting a buck fifty, um, but you can see that Johnny's got some physical abilities, he just is not fully developed yet. So really stressing early on, especially the youth level, the development side. Like that is what that's about so much 
of what we do, but it's like that's what they first have to learn is is man, are they enjoying themselves? Are they having fun? Um, are they learning baseball? And how can we put them in a healthy environment where they don't feel like every mistake they make is like the world's falling apart and that mom and dad are upset with me all weekend? And that's just it was just very that part is hard for me to watch just because it's like, no, no, no. I mean, I have two kids and surely I want them to do well. And I get it from a parent perspective. You want them, you don't want them to experience failure. You don't want them to stink. You don't want them to feel rejection, but it's a reality. And how do we work through those spaces? I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and it's not easy, no doubt from both parent or player side. How do you teach them the people that you lead to work through failure? Well, I mean, I, I think it's, it's the, it's, again obviously age appropriate and there's kind of progression to that right where their their brains can fully understand more um but it's it's holding to a standard of being accountable like there is a certain standard that we have certainly like you're going to play hard like we're going to give effort like it's it's a gift to be out there god's given you ability to be out there or ability something about like you're out here have a uniform on let's we're gonna give it our best like there's no question about that and if you're not then let's go do something else um but then also having some compassion and, and, and grace towards the kids that are trying that just they're goofy. Right. I mean, they're gang. I mean, they're they're early on, especially. And like that. So I just that those two tensions, I think I think you can coach from that place. And I think if more and there's some great dads and great moms that are whatever sport they're coaching and helping with do a great job of that. But I just think what's the bigger purpose? Like like honestly, as adults, do we fully get wrapped up in? the Burger King championship that my eight-year-old won and that, yes, I got to post and be proud of. That's great. No, no, this like play to win, like play to win the trophy. That's awesome. But I just think with the kids, um, their viewpoint of, of, of the game and um, are they cared for is, is wrap Is it just wrapped in performance at that age? You know what I mean? Is that like, I, cause I hate them to experience such performance pressure at that age because they got a, God willing, if they continue to play whatever sport, baseball in itself, I mean, it's such a game of failure. It's going to kick you in your teeth every day. And are we setting them up in the right framework that goes, oh, you you made an error, you're out. Or, oh, you struck out, you stink. Oh, your batting average is this, you're out. So it's just, we got to, just having some for 30,000, you know, view of, of some perspective, I think could help everybody. So. So your your coaches and the teams that you have, how do you how do you use that perspective as you run your business? Uh, well, I mean, I've I've got great guys um, and, and and gals. We've got a softball team, um, and just trying to communicate to them. I feel like we're on the same page on that. I mean, it, it, again, we all get emotional. Like, I, listen, I, I'm I can sound completely hypocritical because I'm competitive. I want to. I mean, I, I I I love. I mean, winning is fun. I mean, it's no. I mean, you want to be successful at everything you do, and you pursue excellence, but. Um, just communicating that and just trying to stay on the same page. Um, I mean, it's a challenge for sure. Cause we, I want to, you want to empower them to do their, I want them to coach the way they want to coach, but also just hand, like, let's look at big picture here. Like you can coach hard, but also coach with love, like coach both, you know, let the kid know you care. And also you're going, Hey, I know you're, I know you can do better than this. Like, and is it an effort issue? Is it an attitude issue? Is it, Hey, do we need to get a few more reps? I mean, but again, I'm not going to, you don't need to ask your nine, 10 year old to be out there training like Tiger Woods in the game of baseball every single day. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tiger Woods made it. Okay, great. You know, there's also, there's casualties along there too. I mean, I don't mean that like that. I just mean like there, there's something that gives up, you know? So what is the pertinent? I mean, what's the bigger picture? So yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> why do you, why do you <laughs> think, have exactly, you yeah. know, I have, I have, you know, you have seven, eight-year-olds. I have one and two-year-olds, so they're not yeah. quite in sports yeah. yet. Yeah. 
So I haven't really felt this yet, but why do you think it is that a lot of parents are, I don't know if it's over emotional or over wrapped up in their kids' performance or even business owners, they're over wrapped up in their performance of their teams or their employees or their results. Like everybody feels like they have this tension. Do you see that or not? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think it's first is how we're, how we're hardwired and made. Like, I, I don't think we're designed to, to just, you know, settle for mediocrity and or just not pursue excellence and not, like I said, give what abilities and, 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 and have passion behind what you're doing and enthusiasm. I, again, I think it's, I think it's with like with anything, right? A good thing becomes a God thing. It can become a bad thing. So it's just the posture of your heart about what is ultimate and nothing wrong with wanting to do well. Nothing wrong with see your kids succeed. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to see my, my kids have kind of dabbled in a little bit of different things. Like, sure. I'm like, I want, I want them to do well, but like, I'm also going, okay, what are the teachable moments in between the failure? That's the good stuff, right? The, the, oh, the disappointment, oh, the rejection, oh, the embarrassment. I mean, that's, that's the stuff to really mold and shape that are going to give them life when they get to 30 and 40. Right. And then you might be in as much counseling. <laughs> so, um, but that's, I mean, that, it's, it's not at all that the, I don't think that the affections and excitement are, are wrong by any means. It's sometimes we're just miss our target a little bit. Right. And we kind of aim at different things to where, okay, I need to take a step back here. Is this becoming, am I so wrapped up in this that is this my identity that I'm worried about? Or is this, there you know what i mean like i think that's really kind of the core foundational thing is it's kind of an identity can be an identity struggle um so it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weighty yeah that's a tough question but it's a good question and it's the right question because it needs to be asked and considered had a former announcer on the other day phil van horn former baseball tonight oh, yeah. guy he goes yeah. are we really going there i go yeah i, I just asked <laughs> you that let's do it yeah. and I, I don't think i've ever cut any parts of any interview so we're just going to yeah. go with it sometimes yeah. um but I think that is a lot of people, they keep things on the surface level, whether it's in baseball or it's in business. And we got to get down deep and we got to hit people where it matters, which is in their heart. And yeah. I think that's really cool. And seeing what you've been able to do for your players is, is super special. And building your program, you know, you got this thing going in what, 2016? From mm -hmm. then until now, what were some of the home runs that you hit as a business and some of the things that you did, you're like, wow, that was a really good decision. I want, you know, other people, if they're a business owner or a leader to really get something from, from me there. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. I've had some great, uh, I've had some great mentors that have also kind of, who have been down the road a little bit in this ahead of me that helped give me some good advice that allowed me maybe to avoid some pitfalls from, from a business standpoint, right? Cause I remember talking to uh, a close friend and and they just said make sure you're kind of your your ministry right you're, i mean your 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 passion towards what you're wanting to do maybe kind of change the landscape in some areas matches a business model i thought that was great advice right i think you can like a firework you can get all excited on emotion and all that but then like does it okay does it does it does it work right i mean is the because there is i mean this is a for-profit business this is how i feed my family along with the rest of our staff and coaches and how we keep the lights on um but I think um, it took some time, and again, we're not—we don't nail it all the time by any means. And um, but like, I think just people. Hope, I think coming around now to seeing, okay, the big picture travel ball. Like, man, we want kids. Man, every kid we come in here, man, dream of getting to the big leagues. Like, go for it. Like, I couldn't be forever grateful for those moments that I've had in my career. Um, or you want to get to high school and play really good. Awesome. Do that. Let's go do that. Like, or college or whatever. But 
there's just that progression, that stepping stone, right? And I think, as you probably saw, right, the kids that were like world beaters at 12 or 15 that had a mustache already and hit puberty closer than everybody and throwing gas and hitting tanks. And you're like, that kid's going to be drafted by the time he's 16, you know, like, and some end up continuing to progress and some not just kind of where they top they get. And there's no shame in that, but it's just the reality of just the progression of the long-term development. I feel like that's what we've tried to constantly stay true to the bigger mission of helping these kids, especially since we predominantly work with, you know, boys to teenagers to now college type kids. It's like, the progression of what kind of man they're becoming, how they're handling adversity, how they're handling the stress of the game. Because the game, the game parallels such life, right? I mean, it's it's broken and frustrating and awesome at the same time. I mean, think about your as a, I'm not get on a rant, but as a pitcher makes a great pitch down the middle that or that is is on the corners and and has some depth, has some good spin. You're like, as soon as you lose your finger, you're like, man, that's an out. And the guy lays out and puts a good swing on it and gets a hit, right, and breaks your heart. Or you make a pitch and you're like, there's that ball is getting crushed. And all of a sudden he swings right through it and, or pops in the air. I mean, the parallel of the game of defeat and the comeback, I mean, that's just it's life. And so that's what part of the, I guess it sounds cliche, but the poetry that I've always loved about baseball. I just keep hearing time is your friend. It's not your enemy. Yeah. It seems like this world, whether you're a business owner or you're a 12 year old travel ball player, this world is always telling you you're behind schedule. You're not good enough. You have to be better. You're not going to make it just like you sitting in that dugout next to Aaron Boone. You're like, well, this is my chance. I guess I'm, I guess I'm done. And that's not the way life is. And you have time, but why is it that everybody is in such a rush to accomplish something, whether it's your P and L or it's, you know, getting it to the next level. Like, why do you think everybody is in such a rush? Well, I just think it's what's in front of us all day, right? I mean, it's the it's the it's the social media we take all day or TV. I mean, everything in the narrative in our world is going bigger, faster, stronger. Which there's a component of that. I mean, we train athletes here. No doubt that the faster you can get, the stronger you can be, the better results you can have in the field. I mean, it should be right. But in theoretically speaking, when you're talking about the just the current of our world where it just moves faster and faster and faster, I mean, it's been there for the beginning of time and. I have to catch myself sometimes because I know just full transparent. I mean, I've got two girls, eight and nine, and I would strongly encourage you this. Although I know you're right in the thick of where you're just like survival mode right now, but just there's part where I've really recently kind of grieved a little bit more of not because I essentially started a business in 2016, right when my uh, second daughter was born. So, and we're just now got to somewhat of even ground with my first daughter. And I'm out of the game. I don't know what we're going to have the job in the future. Like, I mean, so I, you, I, I mean, I had to sacrifice time there on that end to get things rolling. But um, I mean, the, 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 but just slowing down the moments now, man, because especially men, right? Our brains are, we're always middle of the night. Because okay, I think, again, it's, we're hardwired right there. I mean, from the beginning, like if we go, if we go off the cuff here, I mean, like Adam in the garden was meant to build and cultivate so there's in us and we're just trying to figure out how to reconcile that better and to where it's still doing things in this world that are important but also enjoying what's right in front of us too and so i I really have to make conscious effort because i mean my whole business my livelihood and communication runs off my phone so so like sometimes i want to punt this thing through the roof you know because i'm like ah it's hold on i got it like it's it's robbing me of the time in front so you're not going to slow the world down. 
this thing to happen. They're gonna, it's gonna keep going. No one new, no one's gonna go. Hey, you know what? We need to, we need to push pause and all of this. And honestly, if you think about it, aside from obviously, I know the casualties that were during COVID, but we've joked that like in those first few months, especially. I mean, as as a small business owner, I'm like, I don't know if we'll make it through this, but I'm like, we're out when we're hanging with our neighbors more. We're talking to people more because we had. I mean, you didn't go anywhere. Like life pushed pause there. That honestly, I was like. Yes, we got to get back to work eventually. And, but there was this, I thought there was the good of that was like, this is just kind of, we get to settle for a second. I kind of want to almost go back to that time yeah, where but it, it was, yeah, it was a little bit more peaceful because there wasn't as much to do. And how do you, I was talking with uh, Shay Hildenbrand and he mentioned you just got to slow the game down. Yeah. And Billy Burns, former big leaguer for the yeah. A, probably played against Billy, you know, Billy. He said the same thing. You have to slow the game down. How yeah. do you, I guess, slow the game down now? Yes, but you're a business owner. You got a family. You're a husband. You're a leader. You're you, you have employees. How do sure. you slow life down now? Because you're right, life speeds up. But how do you slow yourself down? Um, I, I, I'm still still working through that. I feel like I'm a little better than I have been. But um, you know, as you we'll talk to we'll talk to our players here and from a psychology standpoint about you know the word win right okay everyone wants to win right that's great but the it's really not the i think the acronym for what's important now so i can kind of relate that to so so from business i think one of the blessings i've had is obviously the people i trust around me that i can delegate that i can feel like hey man you're really good at that i want you to go do that you make that better and yeah let me i want to know i want to know what's going on but like i want i want to i want to empower them to to do their thing um and but then I think from a family standpoint too, when when I'm at home, right, and it's pulling you, work's pulling you away from home. But then when you're at work, you want to be at home. I mean, there's this this constant wrestle inside at least a man that you just and then 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 here's the here's the lie though. Then shame creeps in, right? Now you're like, suck, I'm a terrible gab, dad, I'm mom, husband, I'm a, I'm a terrible husband, father. And that's just not true either. It's not. It's a lie. Um, unless you're just on purposely just trying to just make everyone around you miserable. But you're Man, that's a that's a constant that, that's a that's a constant tension, like I've said. But I think in relation to baseball, times you're going really good when you weren't really cared, you weren't worried about your performance, you weren't worried about your stats. Again, those things pull at you. I mean, I remember making I just spoke at uh, went down to my former college and talked to our players, and it's like, listen, I know it's hard because everything now is polarizing, everything's seen, everyone's highlight reels out there. So I think, I mean, I'm like, I'm waiting for the people to post on their Instagram or TikTok, or I'm not on TikTok, but if it was where they're like the depression set in, right. And they take a snapshot, like, Hey, life's not going good. Like, but that's, but no one's, no one, not I mean, people say that, right. Cause it's only the highlight reel. And I think for me, it's like being able to, to see it for what it is. And I can just be faithful today, man. Just get up today. What's in front of me be as best I can be at my job my employees. And I go home. Be, be as fight for presence with my kids. Put my means put my phone away for the next two hours. I get with them and just making a conscious effort. Um, and then with my wife, I mean, and just building little steps like that. You know what? And then if I fail that day, you know I'm going to get again tomorrow. There's new mercy and grace. I'm going to start over. And but it is a pull. I told those athletes at NTSU is like I had to make conscious effort depending on which stadium I was be. I remember specifically going to Atlanta Braves, their old stadium, and that huge jumbotron is in dead center field, right? And like. I had to make a conscious effort not to look because I knew what whether whatever my stats were or weren't, that could start to play mind games with me, right? Like, oh man, if I go four for four here, I may pump this up. And so I just instead of just what's in front of me is 
I just need to hit this base bar here. What's the situation? I need to move a runner. Whatever I got to do, like, so does that make sense? Like, what's again? What's important now? What's what's the moment right here? You know, and but well, I, I wish I could go. I would be something I go back on in my career is is not letting all the outside noise infiltrate my why. I played baseball. I got the big leagues because I wanted to get there and play against the best of the best. And I didn't realize my first year in pro ball when they put a paycheck in my locker. I was like, oh, we really do get paid to play. Like it really. I mean, I don't mean that. It sounds cliche. I mean, that sounds ridiculous but that was true I mean, it was like 750 bucks but i was like this is amazing i went to play played a baseball game tonight i got paid like and then obviously it only got better from there but you kept going up <laughs> but it's like um i don't know i guess just the purity of it is was what was really amazing you know so well outside the fact that you were bigger faster stronger than me threw it harder ran faster I think the real reason why you probably made it to the big leagues and I didn't was I was the guy staring at the center field scoreboard and saying, <laughs> all right, I got to hit four for four today to get above the Mendoza line. Right. And well, I don't even know if I played at a stadium that had a center field scoreboard. There was usually cow pastures out there or whatever, but I think, I think yeah. that's, that's really great advice. And I think that's really good for everybody. It's control the controllables and stay focused on what you have. And I think that's really important. And, you know, what would you say as you built your business, looking back at it, Brett, any learning lessons along the way that, uh, you know, anybody that's building a, whether it's a program or a business now that you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been to even your point, there's plenty of stadiums I played in that had barely any scoreboard, but it really, every story is another story, right? I mean, like even the worst, every story leads to another story. And I think we can, as I've heard somebody say, we, we can navel gaze and be like, ah, oh, just a stink. And there's all those, and it's just not true. And so there's a better song, there's a better story to play over you. And for me, I think uh, actually Marcus Simonis, who I know you've been a very always a good business guy that I've admired, that you've always, um, like I said, when we first hopped on here, your entrepreneurial spirit. Like uh, I remember just kind of studying from afar, people process product. And I thought, man, that's really good. You care about people. You're, you, let, you, you walk the process out to be as best you can be. And then I think the product speaks for itself. And that product, for me, travel ball, and I hope our, all our teams win every term they play in because winning is fun. But what are the greater lessons they're going to learn? Like, what are what kind of person are they becoming? What kind of what kind of character are they developing? And then, I mean, and that's so that's, I think if your intentions, and I'm sure, I mean, not every family that's been here has been like, hey, this is a great experience. And we've, we've probably missed some, no doubt. But I can say that we've honestly just tried to take care of people be honest with them too and their kid about the great he does, but also the work he needs to do and uh, elsewhere. Or, and I think that's also too, because that's not a lot in this industry, right? I mean, it's just get through them to the money, which again, nothing wrong with making money or living. You have to be, I mean, you, in order to keep the lights on, it needs to be successful in that area. But I think for me, it's just caring about people. What's your process like to do that? And then what's the product look like, you know? And that can be subjective. I mean, we're not going to be, and I don't, my ego's not stroked on in the travel ball rankings that's out there on Twitter. Like if we're going to be recognized at the top, I don't, I don't care about that. I want the, I want it to be good. If it ends up being that awesome, but I know our great reward is, is kind of the invisible stuff. Maybe you not see a lot. Does that make sense? Like the things that your conversations you have with kids or where you encourage that kid or, I mean, help a family that may off the field, something going on. I mean, that's rankings on Twitter. are going to do any of that. Like, so. Yeah. I mean, I remember our best day ever when we were running our baseball academies and it wasn't 
Yeah. Was our actually our best day ever ever revenue wise, and we had a giant camp and all that kind of stuff. But the best part of that day was after we closed down, and I had a talk with an instructor. It just got released by the New York Mets. Yeah. Sat there in a bucket and just talked for forty five minutes. Yeah. And, been in here. Yeah. And, and that and that was it. And it's so hard, especially back then. I'm looking at. It was so hard for me to actually make time to do that forty five minute bucket talk. Sure. Because we were in a startup business trying to figure out a way to make payroll, trying to build a business. I had all these goals that I had, but I just remember, wow, why don't I do more of that? And I've always tried to structure now my businesses of people first, process second. And yeah. just like, you know, and leave room for maybe those uninterrupted conversations that in turn blessed you too, right? You are blessing to him. But then and that that's then that's the thing is i mean i think we're again created for that connection of thing. i mean just people to people and we don't get that a lot these days right it's it's mostly going to text or an email which is normal that's fine again i'm not like not being critical or judgmental i just mean life is going so fast and we get swept up in it but then we really are like man i just want to sit in front of somebody and be like, hey man, how you doing like how you really doing like honestly don't give, give me the hey i'm i'm good no oh, okay that's what's really going on you know like because i mean i've been through some hard seasons i mean you yeah. go through hard seasons of business. You go through hard seasons of as a dad. You go through hard seasons of marriage. I mean, I, I'm not wearing a cape. I don't, and I find no freedom in pretending I do. You know, so I like I like what you said earlier, Brett, around you know blocking time, yeah. because often I work with entrepreneurs all day, and it feels like they have something scheduled every minute of their day. Yeah, it's like Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I work yeah. with a lot of people where at the end of the day. Yeah. They don't have that margin for an uninterrupted moment, whether it's family or friends or a client or unexpected something. And they walk into every meeting with a task list of what needs to be accomplished rather than focusing on people first. And that's been hard because I lived my way. I lived that way for years and I've had yeah. to reprogram my my mind there. So I really appreciate that. People. Well, first. I, and listen, I just hope this is a safe space because. I, I, that's an ongoing process. Like I, I've not arrived at that. I mean, it's just those reminders because I know what feels like robs me versus what actually, so I mean, you know what, that was, I'm glad that I'm enjoying this right now. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So yeah. It's great. But, we got any, uh, first, before I ask you, if you got any chin music for us, anything that you uh, believe in or that's contrarian, who do, you, who do you get some chin music from back in the day that maybe brushed you back out of the batter's box? You're like, you know what? This guy just brushed me back. Yeah. Uh, um, Brian Wilson, you know, Fear the Beard. Uh, he went up in my, and in fact, I felt like Roger Dorn in this moment because it was like bottom of the ninth, we're playing at home and I pinch hit. And I mean, that was a lot of my journey career was like you spot start here and there off a of lefty. And then you come in on a setup guy or a closer, and then your defensive replacement in right field. You know, so it's like again, not trying to try, cry sour grapes, I know, but like it was that when I mean, as a competitor, that's you know that you're like, man, I mean, I'm, you're trying not to believe any negativity. Like I'm gonna get them, but then you're like, I mean, just the realities, the probabilities are you're in a you're in a tough spot there, um, especially the age I was up in the big leagues. Um, but he got me down like 02. I mean, I didn't even sniff. I think I fouled a ball off and he just let out a two seamer or something run up and in on me. And I, I ducked out of the way, hit me in the shoulder. I remember being like Roger Dorn, be like, let's, let's go. I mean, so that was just because I, I knew like I'm fighting. I mean, I'm scrapping here to just put the ball in play. Like this is so, I mean, but there's been several guys. I mean, um, I mean, facing Chapman was quite an experience where, I mean, first two balls that were literally on the black away. 
that I took, but not because my, my eye was good. It was just because I didn't really see it. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm 2-0. I'm getting the head out here. I'm hitting a homer. Pinch hit. Why not? I mean, what 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 is a, what's a bunt going to do? Like, so, and I remember trying to be early, and I popped it up foul to the first baseman. So, <laughs> I mean, just, but yeah, there's some guys that you face arms that in the moment of it, you're, you know, I think, and you talk about this, like, kind of goes back to your questions. I mean, and I, I don't know if it's even possible because you're in, it just feels like it's going fast in some sense, especially like myself, where you don't know how long you're going to be here. Like, um, but just the, I would, there's times now I'll, I feel like I'll remember a story or a conversation with someone and you're like, oh man, like I, I didn't even remember that conversation or that was, that was a cool moment. Like I didn't, I didn't get to experience that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but when you're in it, you're just, okay, next, next play, right? Next play. So um, yeah, it's, so I'd, yeah, there's, I'd have to even think more about them. I know I've been hit several times, so. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure to find that Brian Wilson video and put it in the show notes yeah. for everybody. I'm sure. It's I think there is, somewhere. I think there is one on uh, YouTube that my wife said that when we started dating, she saw, she's like, you look cute in it. I was like, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know what she was looking at, but it was literally, I was like hitting and I turned, I mean, this is where I did not see it come running in on me. And it was, I mean, it was firm and I literally turned in and it got me in my forearm. So like I didn't turn away from it. I I turned right into it. I mean that thing, black and blue, um, and that was painful. But well, at least you look cute in it, you know. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna remind her of that. You know, I'm gonna go home today. Hey, remember that video? You know, like you said. No. <laughs> well, you find it. You send it to me. We'll put it in the show notes for everybody else. So Brett, anything else you want to leave us with today? Yeah. Uh, if you're um, our academy here is located in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's bcathleticsknox.com. Um, our postgraduate program for if you're an 18, 19 year old that's this year's committed or uncommitted uh, 23 high school kid or junior college transfer, um, check out our postgrad website, uh, college baseball, www.collegebaseball.com. Um, love to have a conversation with you if you want to continue playing. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate you having me on. Take care. Dugout Nation, what a great time with former big leaguer Brett Carroll. He shared some excellent tips to help you become an MVP at what you do. Here are the big three takeaways that I learned from Brett. I love the metaphor when. What's important now? When everything is important, nothing's important. Having the ability to figure out what's important now at any business life cycle is the key to making big wins. Don't be transactional, be transformational. Create a vision and inspire your team to become the best versions of themselves. It's not about the on the field wins, although they are important. Taking care of your people should be number one priority. If you focus on developing those you lead, the results will take care of themselves. Slow time down. Don't just focus on getting things done, but also enjoy what you're doing. It feels like most people are rushing through life from one thing to another, to one meeting to the next. Use your calendar wisely and be sure to underschedule and leave room for unexpected interruptions. Thank you for joining us once more for another episode of The Dugout CEO. We want to get you the tips you need to become an MVP at what you do. Sign up for our Friday Focus newsletter and you'll receive a valuable tip each Friday morning to help you build the business and life you want. You can sign up by going to caseycavell.com or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to hit the subscribe button 
so you get notification on our next episode. And one way you can help us book more great guests like this is to please leave us a rating and honest review in the Apple or Spotify podcasting app.